0: I've been saying more and more in the last few months that podcasting and event marketing have been going through a renaissance. Um, Because when you think of podcasting, oh, how many years ago, 10 years ago, maybe, Um, probably less than that, actually, it kind of became a thing. And then it kind of pittered away a little bit. And now it's come back full force.
1: Podcasting is back and stronger than ever. In today's episode, with the VP of Marketing at Uberflip, Hannah Abaza, we go super meta on you and discuss how marketers can utilize podcasts in our very own podcast episode. Hannah and Uberflip have their own podcast that you should absolutely check out called Flip the Switch. Uh, And in today's episode, we discuss their strategy behind that podcast, how to measure your success as a podcaster, and so, so much more. But first, should every company have a podcast?
0: I mean, I I think it's always worth kind of taking that that second look, that deeper look. Um, I think a lot of things come into play when you're evaluating different types of channels, different campaigns, different types of content? I mean, does it align with your overall strategic goals? Is it something that you're going to do that is going to maybe sacrifice another campaign or initiative that might have more impact? Um, So all all of those things, I think, need to be taken into consideration if you're considering a podcast or any any other type of marketing avenue or activity or channel. Um, What I would say, though, is that if you're doing content, podcasting might be something that you you would want to consider because I, I do find it's a different type of content marketing. I do find that you know, there's something special about, being able to, you know, have a conversation with somebody on a podcast. And then, you know, I get feedback from people that are listening to it and they get a lot out of that. And I almost feel like the podcast is a different type of connection, right? Because it almost feels more intimate when you're listening to a podcast, kind of like you're eavesdropping on a conversation, (laughs) right? Um, so if, if, It makes sense for your business and and if you have something worth podcasting about, then I think it really has the potential to, to create a connection that you might not otherwise get with other forms of content.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, obviously for for you guys, it makes so much sense. You, you know, your, your content experience management, that's sort of what you guys do. And so it makes sense to have, you know, one of the, I guess, five main channels of content marketing to, to you know, have that. What are your thoughts? Not to be too cynical here, though. Is it bad though if, if every company sort of has their own podcast? I, I think uh, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a comparison here that that is similar to how many companies now are are advocating for their Snapchat channels. It's like every oh, yeah. like Forbes like all of these huge companies are saying go check out our Snapchat and they're making it their like Twitter icons. It's like blowing my mind a little bit, mm. but is that does that sort of like oversaturate the market? I feel like now at least in terms of podcasting we're sort of at this nice sweet spot this renaissance i think you you said that earlier um, of podcasting because uh, there's i think just the right amount of podcasts themselves out there are we sort of oversaturated or should every company have a podcast
0: i don't know if podcasting is necessarily oversaturated but i mean i think this is one of those eternal challenges of of marketing right i mean Uh, you mentioned Snapchat. I think it's definitely happening there. Although I personally don't, still don't really understand Snapchat. (laughs) My personal goal this summer is to figure it out. I have to get like a social media manager to sit down and show me because she's all over Snapchat and Uh I definitely have figured it out. Um, But, but I mean, you know, one really good example, particularly in the B2B space is webinars, right? I mean, yeah. two years ago when we were doing webinars, there were you know nowhere near as many webinars as there are now. And for us, webinars is actually a really high converting channel. And when I say high converting, it's all the way through to customers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we take a look at it, first touch attribution, when we take a look at where our customers are coming from. A lot of them are coming from webinars. But now you look at the space and all of the different companies doing similar things, whether you call it a webinar or a live workshop or a, you know, online summit or <laughs> whatever <laughs> you call it, however you position it, there's a lot more of that out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens a lot with, with marketing where, you know, you figure out something works and it becomes more saturated and becomes a lot harder to do. Yep. Same with content marketing in general, right? Um, content is way harder now than it was in, you know, 2008 when content was crowned king. Right. Right. Um, But I think with podcasts, as with a lot of the other content out there, at the end of the day, the ones that are providing the most value for people are the ones that are going to start to rise, rise to the top. And I, I think we see that. Already, sort of starting to happen um, in terms of which podcasts are getting shared, which ones are getting featured. Um, You are, I think, a little bit at the mercy of, you know, maybe Apple or iTunes, you know, new and noteworthy section initially. (laughs) Um, And and who knows how that might change and how they might decide to actually, um, you know, showcase and distribute podcasts. So I mean, that's another thing. And but but there's there's a lot of other networks that are are starting to pop up that'll distribute that. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, good content is, is good content and generally speaking, you know, it'll start to surface to the top, I think, hopefully. No, absolutely.
1: I think that's a a a phenomenal, you know, comparison with webinars. I think that's so, so true. And I mean, just to your point, Apple is sort of trying to, I think they met secretly with like some of the top podcasters, quote unquote, whatever that means um, this past week, actually, to try and improve that experience. Um, it is hard mm. to, uh, you know, and, and I think this is a perfect transition into sort of how you measure uh, you know, and, and figure out what are the KPIs for something like a podcast. Uh, obviously, with the webinar, as you mentioned, you know you can figure out how many uh, folks convert into customers. Uh, super, super bottom of the funnel there. Um, mm-hmm. But with a podcast, I mean, since Apple doesn't really share much information other mm-hmm. than r- number of reviews and your your star rating, how do you, uh, you know, w- w- what do you guys at least at Uberflip classify as a KPI? What is uh, what's an indication of uh, a successful podcast? Uh, for you guys
0: yeah so that's always been a tough one I mean initially I think our our more immediate goal or KPI is really just around how many people are downloading it Mm -hmm. right so for us we use I mean there's several podcast hosts out there we use uh, Libsyn or Lisbon and you know you can get some data there Around how many people downloaded each episode, how many downloads over the course of a month, where they're downloading from—so geography. You can get things like you know download device, all all of that kind of stuff. And you know the hard part is podcast metrics generally suck, right? Um, well, especially I, with Libsyn when you
1: have to pay for them, it's like, what? Why am yeah, I paying ten dollars a month yeah. for this?
0: Yeah. And I mean, listen, like we, we pay for it because we want to know, right? As marketers, Um, you have
1: to know, right? It's like,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And and as you said, I mean, like Apple doesn't give a whole lot in terms of, you know, being able to really understand, okay, who's subscribing to my podcast on iTunes? Well, they're not going to tell me. Other networks are a little bit better. You know, SoundCloud is a little bit better with that, where you can actually have a little bit of a social network. But the reality is most people are using iTunes, right? Most people are finding you through some sort of, you know, podcast app that's really connecting with iTunes. So KPIs are difficult. I think for us, you know, our initial goal is, really how many people are going to be downloading and ideally listening, although we don't know if they're actually listening or if they're just downloading it. And we also don't really know what downloads mean. So (laughs) if I download it on my phone and I also download it on my iPad, is that two downloads, like how? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there's really not much there. So it's really around, okay, can we grow an audience base? Downloads is the only thing we can really go by at this point. Um, Number one. Number two, we try to solicit as much feedback as possible for all of all of our, our podcasts and our episodes. And that's actually been incredibly hard. That's been one of the hardest things around, around Flip the Switch. So we've got, you know, thousands of people a month that are downloading episodes, which is great. You know, but what really we really want to know is, did they like them? Did they think something was missing? What else do they want to hear from? And we get a little bit of that. But because there's no real built in mechanism for feedback the way there is in other types of, you know, online content, it's a little bit tougher because, you know, think about it. I'm listening to my podcast while I'm walking to work right? You know, even if the host solicits feedback there, I'm going to, you know, walk to work, get on my computer, forget about it. Like, it's not, it's not, um, it's not the type of thing where the feedback mechanism is ready, readily available, right? So, so that's really tricky. So we're still really figuring it out. I mean, it's relatively new for us. It launched at the end of March, at the end of February, I believe. Um, so it's only been a few months. Um, I know we're having a lot of fun with it. Part of also what we're doing is we just want to connect with a really great market that have really good sort of stories, tips, tactics, insights to share. And that's been really great. So yeah, we'll we'll see where it goes.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think that too might be my favorite part of the episode. I mean, it's always fun to look at the data and try and figure out exactly what a download means, I think. Between my parents, my sister, and myself, that's probably at least twenty downloads if it's on every device. So uh, <laughs> I call it, I call it a success. Um, but uh, in terms of trying to you know revise and improve the podcast, is there is there something that you guys have done? I know at least for for B two B Nation, we try to post one episode, one or two episodes every week on our blog. That way, mm-hmm. you know, we can really utilize that content to the maximum and uh, make sure that, as you said, I think that's a perfect uh, example of how you can really utilize a podcast beyond just the normal KPIs and really develop those relationships. And it really becomes a piece of thought leadership if you're able to, you know, repurpose it and have it, you know, live somewhere else. So I guess two questions in here. Do you guys sort of see value in that repurposing as well? And uh, do you also have anything that you've sort of tested alongside of the podcast that uh, you think has gone either particularly well or not well that uh, our listeners can learn from as a result?
0: Yeah, I mean for us we've tested a couple of different things in terms of where we where our podcast lives so we have our content hub hub.uberflip.com we created a separate section which is essentially our podcast hub so all of the episodes are up there you can actually go directly there just by going to uberflip.com slash podcast. And, you know, a few things there we played around with were different types of calls to action, putting a subscribe form um, where people could actually subscribe to Uberflip to get updates of up and coming podcasts, more of a newsletter type thing. And then we've also tested putting, a, you know, links directly to iTunes to subscribe directly on iTunes. Um, we play around with the format of the post as well. So, you know, we include the actual player in there Then we include links to a lot of the more popular ones like, again, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, that type of thing. So we played around with a lot of that stuff. Nothing really mind-blowing in terms of the results. I think for us it's really going to be around, you know, more testing um, moving forward. And I think there's really two things that we can do. I mean, it's playing around with the online experience but then also playing around with the actual podcast format itself. And seeing, we're kind of doing these longer form interviews. Does it make sense to maybe break it up into segments, right? Or does it make sense to, you know, try a different format and maybe do more of like a like an AMA type thing with some of our some of our guests? So I think the possibilities are endless. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for us, we just have to kind of pick one or two things that we think are going to have impact and. and focus, which I think is always, always hard for marketers. You know, I don't think we're ever looking <laughs> for ideas. I think lacking for focus and making sure you pick the things with the most impact is always the hardest part. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. And we, uh, we are sort of struggling with a lot of that, you know, similar, uh, tests internally. We, uh, are at the point now where, uh, we, we feel pretty good about B2B nation. So we're actually embarking on a second podcast, which is a really scary venture. Um, so we're yeah. sort of developing a series of podcasts, which is, uh, Excited at least to have a, a new uh, a new opportunity there to, to reach sort of a different audience. But um, so listeners, be on the lookout for that um, <laughs> weird plug <point> there. Um- <laughs>
0: so I have a question for you, Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you... So we're actually considering potentially publishing twice a week for mm-hmm. our podcast. Yes. Um, and I, I think we got a little in a good way over as Alice. So we actually have quite a few recordings nice. kind of in the bank. So did you find it actually did increase downloads? Like what, what was your experience there when you changed the frequency of how often you publish?
1: So we have sort of always been, at least with B2B Nation, about uh, we do, I think, two to three per week. We have a good um, backup of uh, old interviews that we use. Um, So I I think we have actually, last week, we did only publish one. I do need to go back and look at that. I haven't had a chance Hey, it's Josh. Uh, I know I just said that I would go back and look at the data. And through the magic of podcasts, I've had the opportunity to. The quick update here is that although when you release one episode per week, the number of listeners on that individual episode go up slightly. Uh, the actual total number of listeners go down for the week, as one would expect when you're releasing one episode as opposed to three. Um, so I think for the most part, we're probably going to stick with our current strategy of releasing, you know, a couple episodes per week. That gives them a little bit more momentum when you're having the guests and, and your listeners sharing them on social. There's a little bit more buzz out there around the podcast on a weekly basis. And when you're starting out, I feel like that's fairly important to have a lot of folks talking about the podcast on a consistent basis. So um, we'll probably stick with a couple episodes per week. Um, But certainly nice to know that when we only release one, uh, the number of listeners on that one episode do go up. Uh, have you guys tested, though, I mean, sort of a follow-up to a follow-up, have you tested like the day? That's something that we haven't necessarily tested. I try to stack it a little bit on the earlier end of the week when we do release like a Monday, yeah. Wednesday sort of thing, but uh, who knows? Maybe people listen on the weekends, so maybe a Friday makes sense. Is that something you guys? So have?
0: we haven't tested it, but from the um, from all of the research that we did all of this seemed to indicate that earlier in the week was better. Um, <laughs> so, Information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the reality is that I'm, I'm kind of going by metrics actually has a great roundup called The Beginner's Guide to Podcasting. Yes. Unbounce also has what was basically my Bible <laughs> um, <laughs> that was written by us. Uh, Jeff, who actually um, manages the podcast there, so if you've ever listened to the Unbalanced podcast, which is the, called yeah, yeah. the Call to Action podcast, mm-hmm. she'll um, she's often the one doing doing the intro, and then Dan is usually the one that's kind of um, doing the interview. She wrote a great post on the Unbalanced blog, which was pretty much, like I said, the Bible of like how to do it, and pretty much everything I've read um, from two sources that I really trust have really said like best time is really sort of in, uh, earlier in the week. Um, nobody really listens or downloads on the weekends. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I haven't tested it, but I'm going to kind of stick with what seems to have worked for others.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. And now that we sort of have the day, at least the time frame, figured out, I'm curious what your strategy was in trying to figure out how long to make each
0: episode. Yeah. So, uh, basically for flip the switch, you know, before we started our podcast, I obviously kind of did my research, did our due diligence. And one of the big questions was always, you know, how long should it be? (laughs) Right. And it was one of those things where you ask 10 different people, you get 10 different answers. So, you know, I got a response from somebody saying, oh, don't do a 20 minute podcast. That's, that's the kiss of death. And then I got another response from somebody saying, oh, keep it short 15 to 20 minutes and people will just eat it right up. (laughs) And and I get I got responses you know ranging you know from anywhere from fifteen to twenty minute bite sized snacks mm. to really in depth hour hour and a
1: cereal, half serial serial level.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the what we ultimately decided was okay. We're not going to get too bogged down in how long this is going to be. But what we do want to make sure that we do is really provide value for people that are going to be listening to the podcast and r- are really interested in in the topic. And I mean, flip the Switch is focused on marketers. Um, skews a little bit B two B, but there's definitely stuff there for B two C. But it's really for marketers that are, you know, a little more advanced, a little bit more sophisticated. These aren't the people that are kind of coming in marketing one-on-one. These are the people that have a good foundation and they're looking to level up. They're looking for tips, hints, tricks, you know, insights that will help them quite literally flip the switch on their marketing and, and their campaigns. So the goal was really less about, you know, length and it was more about, okay, When is it going to feel as though we've, you know, really gotten the message across and delivered a valuable sort of episode for people? And that has tended to fall around the thirty to forty-minute mark, Um, but we have, you know, a really long episode that runs almost an hour on event marketing. Hmm. It's ah, actually that's so one of cool. the, the most downloaded ones uh, because it's b- very, very tactical and it's pretty fast paced and it's fun to listen to. Um, but it's, it's almost an hour on event marketing, right? <laughs> so it's kind of <laughs> surprising.
1: Real quick, uh, what advice, Hannah, do you have sort of for someone looking to start a podcast at their company?
0: So I think that I would really go back to basics when it comes to any kind of content. Um, I think a lot of the podcasts that I see kind of coming up that are new that are getting thrown out there are, at least from a from a business standpoint, kind of take out the lifestyle podcasters <laughs> that are all there. But you know, the, a lot of what I see is very unfocused, and you know, it's like people are throwing these podcasts out, but then forgetting who their buyer personas are forgetting who it is that they really should be talking to and kind of going back to you know going through that fundamental what is the purpose of the podcast who is it that we're talking to what is the ultimate goal you know what's what's the tone what's the voice you know what i mean like really just fundamentals it's weird it's it's a whole other type of of content and channel so people people all of a sudden forget basic content marketing fundamental yeah (laughs) right um so i I would say step back and go through that exercise of you know don't assume that it's gonna be exactly like all of your other content go again through that exercise of who is this for is it aligned with what we're doing as a company Um, and and kind of figure that stuff out Uh, and it shouldn't be hard and it shouldn't be complicated because you should know this stuff but definitely taking the time to go through it i think is really important
1: Absolutely, that's, that's super helpful. And uh, I guess this will sort of be the final question, I guess. Uh, I always try and end in somewhat of a fun one, but uh, any uh, crazy surprises, Hannah, for you when recording a podcast episode? Mm-hmm. I know I just mentioned, you know, sometimes I always have a backup recorder. Uh, one time my computer just like completely went black and it was just this moment of sheer panic. And so <laughs> I, I had to. Fortunately, uh, the person uh, that I was interviewing, I think Shrad Rao from WagePoint, He is like the CEO of a company that claims to be the world's friendliest company, and so (laughs) thankfully, he was super gracious about it and super nice, Um, and so ever since then, I've made sure to have a backup recorder going, Uh, so that was incredibly surprising and terrifying for me, but have you had anything like crazy, maybe a crazy answer or something crazy happen during an episode, Uh, (laughs) anything uh, you'd like to Um share?
0: Yeah. So let's see here on the, on the technical recording side. Um, I've been generally pretty lucky. We had one, one sort of hiccup go, and I, I don't have a backup recorder. I should probably take a note from you and do that. Um, but save my life uh, a couple of times. Yeah, I can. I can only imagine. Um, but uh, I was interviewing David Barrett, who is mm-hmm. the founder of a company called Expensify. Uh, actually, I'm not sure that this was published yet, but hopefully, will be by the time that this gets published. <laughs> this is very meta. <laughs> this is my, my um, But you know, halfway through the interview, all of a sudden. His connection was just terrible. It got really, really staticky. We could barely hear each other. And then after a little bit of back and forth, we realized that his internet connection actually defaulted to a whole other network which um which was the weirdest thing uh, and as soon as you switch back to sort of whatever their you know their main network is at Expensify, things were totally fine but um but that was a great learning experience because if that happens again I can you know kind of go back to people and say hey check your Wi-Fi network because yeah. we're recording via skype and you know Wi-Fi when you're recording via Skype or internet connection when you're recording via Skype is the biggest <laughs> determinant of quality. You know, the other there have been little surprises here and there. You know, I definitely get a few surprises when we get to the rapid fire section. So uh we have this section at the end where we just ask, you know, three or four just fun questions. And you know, the first one is always what did you want to be when you were growing up? Oh uh, nice. and that always gets some interesting <laughs> responses. So I mean the most popular response has been an architect. Everybody wants oh. to be an
1: I wonder what um, that says about marketers. Interesting.
0: I don't. I don't know. Uh, another one that really quite shocked me. Actually, speaking speaking of Unbounce, um, I had Ollie Gardner, who's one of the founders yeah, of Unbounce, yeah. on on the podcast, and that was you know my question. What did you want to be when you were growing up? And Ollie said an accountant. Hmm. And if you know or have ever heard Ollie <laughs> Gardner speak, that that was the most shocking answer. Yeah, not, not really in line
1: with uh, with his personality, huh?
0: No, no, no. But it was, it was definitely fun to, to kind of hear that answer and, and shock, shock all of the listeners. <laughs>
1: that's so cool. That's awesome. I love that. Uh, that's such a cool way to end uh, the podcast. Um, well, uh, Hannah, how can our listeners uh, find out more about you and Uberflip and Flip the Switch?
0: So head over to uberflip.com slash podcast, and you will have a rundown of all of the recent Flip the Switch episodes. From there, you can navigate to all things Uberflip. You can check us out, see what we do. Uh, And then for me, Twitter is usually the best way, at Hannah Abaza, H-A-N-A-A-B-A-Z-A.
1: Thank you again, Hannah, for, for joining me today. Phenomenal episode. Um, we went over, I think we usually, we talked <laughs> about this earlier, but the shorter, we usually try and be a little bit shorter, but this one, is looking down now, we're at like 30 minutes. So um, I don't know. I'm, I'm in a podcaster's conundrum here. Do I cut some of it? Do I make it, you know, short? Do I keep it what it is because it's good content? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see.
0: T- test it. TBD. Yeah, that's one. true. That's true.
1: <laughs> there you go. Boom. Done. Awesome. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Hannah. Really appreciate uh, your time. Thanks for having me, Josh. And to find out more about B2B Nation's Marketing Edition, check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Twitter. Give us a tweet, follow, or subscribe, and let us know that you're there. We're always looking for feedback on the show and additional topics for
0: episodes. Thanks for listening.